Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day. We thank, thank you, Lord, that we celebrate Mother's Day today. Yes. All the mothers who are out there who have sacrificed, who have lost lots of sleep, sleepless nights, mm. nurtured, given. cried, worried. We thank you, Lord God, that you have seen us through. We thank you, Lord God, for our moms of the past and present and for those to come. We ask you to continue to cover and bless us to be nurturers and to provide for our children. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done to keep us sustained as mothers, as parents, as women. We thank you for the village that you have encamped us with to help us to rear our children, to teach them and to train them as your good book instructs us to. We thank you, O oh God, for the privilege of being a mom, of being a parent. Thank you, Lord God, for selecting us to give birth to the world and to teach them and to nurture them. We thank you, O oh God, that you have been present with us before we even arrived, Lord God, and that you will be present with us when we cross over. We thank you, O oh God, for the celebration today. We thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for us. We thank you, O oh God, that this message will go forth with love and with power, with purpose and with hope. It is in the baby Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 Turn with me to the book of Proverbs. We're going to do something a bit interesting today with this particular book, 31, Proverbs 31, Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31, but we're going to start at 31 and read backwards. So whatever version you have, just follow along with me. Proverbs 31, verses 10 through 31. We have it if you would please stand. Before we start it, I want y'all to put your books down, put your Bibles down. And I want you to do something for me. I want you to raise your hands and release whatever it is that you carried in here and release it to the Lord. Because I need you to hear this word today. 
So whatever that is, that thing is or was, shake it off. Release it to God. Now I want you to bend down. And I want you to raise back up and give God a hallelujah praise. Hallelujah. Now, now you can pick up your word. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We're going to start at verse 31 and we're going to read up to verse 10. Reward her for all she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. When she speaks, her words are wise and she gives instructions with kindness. She is clothed with strength and dignity and she laughs without fear of the future. She makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. She makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. She has no fear of winter for her household for everyone has warm clothes. She extends a helping hand to the poor and open her arms to the needy. Opens her arms to the needy. She extends her hands to the poor. And she opens her arms to the needy. Her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamps burn late into the night. She is energetic and strong, a hard worker. She goes to inspect a field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plan the day's work for her servant girls. She is like a merchant's ship, bringing her food from afar. She finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. You may be seated in his presence. It's kind of weird reading the scripture backwards, isn't it? But man, does it have a clear message. It says that the woman is always busy doing something productive for her family. She's not sitting around gossiping and talking bad about what shoulda, coulda been done she does it herself as she has the ability to do it. She takes care of her children as she's supposed to. She takes care of her spouse as she is supposed to. She's not sitting around looking at somebody else's window, wishing she had what they had. She is busy doing stuff and planting stuff and leaving something for her children and her children's children to inherit. 
Who can find such a capable wife or a virtuous woman as we've so often heard it put? Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands. That means she produces stuff. She's working with her hand. She is using the tools that God has given to her to make the world a better place. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. That means that she will see the benefits of her labor. And we may not necessarily see it as moms early on in our children's lives, but let them keep on living and you keep on living and keep on trusting God that whatever he has placed in our hands to nurture and take care of, that he will give us the ways and means to do it. And the end result is their success. Today, we want to talk about our moms as we celebrate and give honor to our mothers. And I want to talk about a few of the mothers in the, in the Bible that we don't hear too much about. We hear more about Eve and Mary than we hear about any other moms in the Bible. But today I want to share some information with you about other moms that were equally important in the Bible. And of course, Eve is the mother of us all. She was the mother of Cain and Abel and Seth and several other unnamed children. Rebecca is another mom. She was the mother of Jacob and Esau. Bathsheba was the mother of Solomon. Yoshebed was the mother of Aaron, Moses, and Miriam. And then, of course, we have Mary, the mother of Jesus. And then we have Sarah, the mother of Isaac. We're going to talk about Sarah. This mom gives future moms hope. In the news, we've been hearing about Janet Jackson getting pregnant at 50. And a lot of times, you know, us as women who desire to have children and who are able to have children, sometimes we think our time clock has passed us, but that's up to God. It's up to God when the time comes for you to give birth to a child if that is his plan. But if it's not in his plan, he'll find a way to bring that child or children into your lives so that you can help enrich their lives in some way. And Sarah gives us hope because she had to wait a long time to have a child. I mean, a long time to have the child that God intended for her to have. Now, she didn't try on her own. She tried to do some creative things and tried to have somebody else to, to, to carry what God intended for her to carry. So she created somebody to help her to try and carry this baby that she was supposed to have. She felt like her biological clock had passed her by. And this led her to the conclusion to try and use another method to have a child. But God said, you know what? This is the child that I want you to have. I want you to have this child, Isaac. I want you to be able to have this kid 
Now you may not necessarily think that you're ready or you might be too old, but I don't think so. I think you're old enough. And perhaps you weren't ready when you thought you were. So I waited until you were waxed old to bring the promise to you. Imagine having a baby at 50. Some people have babies at 60. They're just as healthy. The baby is healthy. The mother is healthy. The father might be a little crazy. But nonetheless, everybody is healthy. And when God is ready for you to have that child, he'll make it happen if it's in the plan. I didn't think that I would ever have kids. And y'all have heard my story numerous times. I wasn't a wax old. But my body was saying, if you don't hurry up and try to do something now, you're going to wait until it's too late. And then I had some things going on in my body that wouldn't allow me to get pregnant. So I had to go through some things in order for me to make that happen, and I did. And so I became pregnant at the ripe old age of 32, I think. Yeah. Been so long ago. But I was healthy. I quit smoking. I worked out. Because I wanted to have a healthy kid. I ate right. I ate three square meals a day. I drank water. I didn't do sodas. I didn't do tea. I didn't do sugar. So I wanted to make sure that my body was prepared and healthy. And so did God. Because at the time I thought I wanted kids, my body wasn't ready. It wasn't physically ready. And I mentally was not ready like I thought I was. So I thought I was wax old and too old to be having babies. I said, well, by the time I have babies, I'll be 75 before my son graduates high school. And I want to be able to run up and down and play soccer and, and softball and, and basketball and all those things. I want to be active in his life. So I don't want to wait too late. But God said, it's not time yet. You're not ready. Financially, you're not ready. Physically, you're not ready. Mentally, you sure ain't ready. So I'm going to prepare you to become that mom you desire to be. Imagine having to carry Jesus. Can you imagine nursing Jesus? Can you imagine spanking him when he got out of line? Can you imagine having to put diapers on him and wipe his, you know what, bumsy? Can you imagine having to make bottles for Jesus? Just imagine with me, because you know back then they didn't have that. They nursed. Yeah, they didn't have no bottles back then. Can you imagine having to have a baby sit on your lap at 90 years old trying to nurse them? Can you imagine changing diapers? Sitting up all night, crying all night because the baby got colic. Ooh, 90? For real? So this is how you treat me, Lord. You wait till I'm waxed old to give me a baby. That ain't right. But God says, I'm going to give you the wherewithal to be able to carry this child, give birth to this child, and nurture this child. And so God has given us a job. It's a privilege to be a mom. It's a blessing to be a mom. 
And so if God has charged us with the opportunity, that means he knew we were capable of doing it. Amen? He is not going to give us anything that he knows we can't do. He's not going to ask us to do stuff that he knows we can't do. There is nothing too hard for him, moms. Take it from me. You know, the Shirley Caesar song really touched in, in so many places in my emotional being today. Because I think about all the sacrifices that I've made for my son. And other people's sons. And sons and daughters and et cetera, et cetera. But I did it because I loved them. Because I wanted to see them make it. I wanted to see them make it in life and do some things with their lives. Better than me. Have more than me. Make more money than me. More education than me. More smarter than me. Not wiser. Smarter than me. I want the best for our kids. And as moms, we should want the best for our kids. We should. Don't y'all want the best for our kids? Amen. And even though they may get on our nerves and do stuff that, that just don't make no sense. But that does not negate the fact that we're still their moms. They're still our kids. And we still have to take care of them as God has charged us to. We still have to nurture them and take care of their needs as God has charged us to. We still have to provide them with their basic necessities. So as moms, I want you to be encouraged. And if you're a mom-to-be, be even the more encouraged. And I know there are a lot of things going on in this world that are horrible, but as long as we know that God is still on the throne, there is nothing that can harm us. There is nothing that can destroy us. There is nothing that can keep us from God's promises. And so today I just want you to understand that these women in the Bible, they all made many sacrifices. They all made many sacrifices, but their sacrifices paid off. And even though Mary had to watch her baby get slaughtered after all the disciples and all the people had dissipated and hid and went away, Mama was still there at the foot of the cross. When everybody else left her baby, she was still there. So it goes to show you when all your friends run and leave you, leave you lost and leave you hanging, Mama will always be there. Amen. So ain't no charge for the nights I carried you, for the college tuition that I paid for you, for the diapers that I changed you, for the bottles that I made for you, and the breastfeeding that I gave to you, no charge. For the times I took you to the dentist, to the doctor, the times I took you to school and I was at your award ceremonies, no charge. For the times that I went shopping, for the times that I walked around with holes in my shoes just to make sure you had good shoes on, no charge. For the times that I struggled and went without because I wanted to make sure you had what you needed, no charge. So all the nights that I stayed up, praying over you, for you, with you, while you were in my belly. And when you became a, a newborn baby, I prayed with you over the crib, in the crib, inside the crib, inside your room, no charge. 
all the things that I gave up for you. No charge. For the sacrifices that I made, for the monies that I've spent, no charge. For the hugs and the kisses that I gave you for free, no charge. For the dime that I had in my purse that I gave to you, no charge. So as we celebrate Mother's Day, God will repay you for all the things that you've done to sacrifice for your children. And for those who are even not your children, for the village that you have become to us, to our son, no charge. I thank you for being here on this Mother's Day to celebrate. And I thank you for being instrumental in our lives as our church family, no charge. And I thank you for encouraging our sons, no charge. And I thank you for bringing our sons to church so they can praise and worship God and be engulfed around praying saints and believers of the Most High God, no charge. I thank you, son. Much fruit. We've planted the seed. So we expect much fruit. Isaiah, as your high school education comes to a close, we have planted the seed. And we expect much fruit. Amen. No charge. For the moms who have surrounded our sons and our, daughter, and our daughters, we thank you for covering them with your prayers. That's important that we pray for our sons and our daughters. Amen. It's important that we keep them covered as moms, as mothers, as parents, as the village. And I thank God that he has used this church as a vehicle to rear our sons and daughters into becoming great men and women of God. Moms, you have a very important job. Moms to be even more important. And moms who have been co-parents, I thank you for giving me the assistance that God intended. I appreciate you, First Lady. And I know you may not hear it a lot from me, but it doesn't mean that I don't think about it all the time. I couldn't have done it without you. And I appreciate everything that you have helped me with. When I came to you, I told you we came as a package, and you received us both with open arms. And I thank you for that. No charge. <laughs> so happy Mother's Day to all the moms. I know it's a different kind of message, and it wasn't you know, one of those old cliche messages. I just wanted to encourage you today, and just know that there is always hope in Jesus. And it doesn't matter what we face as moms and what challenges we face. God knows that we need him and that we can't do this job without him. So he is going to give us all the things that we need to survive. And not only to survive, but to succeed as moms. You should be proud of yourselves. Those of you whom, whom have helped other children to become great men and women teachers. 
You know, that's a form of a mom. Because, you know, you've spent most of the time with those students all day. Then they just come home and we just get the remnants of it. They leave home, they go to school and come back. And so we thank you as teachers for, for helping those students to become great men and women. And for those co-parents who's helped us along the way, we appreciate you. And we honor you today. So happy Mother's Day. I don't have any corsages or flowers for you, but know that you will always be a flower in my heart. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for our moms today. We thank you for the mothers that you have given us. We thank you for Mary. We thank you for Elizabeth. And we thank you for Sarah. We also thank you for Candace and Deirdre. We also thank you for Marjorie and Robin. We thank you for... Deacon Aaron Wine, and we thank you for all the moms who are absent today. We thank you, Lord God, that you have given us the strength and the wherewithal to stand. Even when we were weak and didn't really know where to turn to, Lord God, we thank you for just holding us and embracing us and rocking us to sleep, Father God. We thank you for caring for us. We thank you for allowing us to care for our children. And we thank you, Lord God, that you have blessed us to be able to do it through this vehicle. We thank you for our church home, and we thank you for our church family. Now, Lord, we ask your blessing upon our moms today. Continue to, to keep us, Lord God. Continue to carry us, Lord God, and continue to encourage us as we continue to teach and train not only our children, but those children to come. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 The doors of the church are open. If it's an accessory.